Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Hey, everybody. This is David Anderson. And this is Ephraim Jr. Yes, we know what you think of us. We never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, April 9th, 2020, and you're listening to Never Shut Up, Not Tonight Quarantine. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and I have invited Tom Christofferson to join us today to co-host because we pulled silent all these years and we shall be silent no more. Hi, Tom. Hey, Eve. How you going? I've got the Antichrist in the kitchen, and she's yelling at everyone. She's screaming. She's like, get out of the kitchen and go record. She's like, wash your damn hands. <laughs> COVID, the COVID Antichrist. Hi. Hey. hey. How are you? How's your life changed since you appeared on our Raspberry Swirl episode that was released yesterday? So in the, what, 48 hours since I've spoken to you last, everything, <laughs> it's a new world. Are you getting recognized in every room of your home? Absolutely. <laughs> Particularly in any kind of reflective surface. I'm like, uh, wait a second. Are you the one you? who was on that episode? <laughs> right. Will you Hang sign this? Do you do Molly recreationally? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, not anymore. We were young then. It's fine. We were, we were young and artistic. <laughs> Yes. So we pulled silent all these years and you had some wonderful thoughts that you shared with me over chat. So I'm going to let mm. Tom do the heavy lifting today. Plus, I like listening to Australians speak. Is that is that nationalistic? Is that is that offensive? No, it's great. I kind of love the fetishization of my accent, and I'm happy to absolutely broad Australian accent it out for you. Before we talk about silent, let's talk about talking. So... <laughs> Um, wh- what do you uh, Australians think of the American accent? Be honest. Um, okay, so this is the actual deal. So when we were little kids, like this weird thing happened where a lot of our media was American, obviously. Um, so there's this weird thing that happens where, like, when my sister and I were little kids, the American toy commercials that were not dubbed in Australian somehow had this kind of tone of authority over the Australian commercials where like things were more authentic or better if they were purely American. Does that oh, even make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. Because you were get, you know, you inform a lot of our culture minus the kind of like Australiana flavored kind of things that we pop out a la Steve Irwin, if you like, but, um, yeah, it was all American. So I, we grew up watching and listening to American voices all the time. So there's something kind of the same. Like I love listening to a car, but I also, um, yeah, it's kind of soothing in a way where I'm like, yes, the voice of authority, <laughs> the American accent. Daddy. Question for you. you. Know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Question yeah. for you. Um, as far as American accents go, does every Australian worth their salt know how to do an American dialect or have an impression of an American so, dialect? Definitely. And when you're a, when you when you grow up in Australia and you're a little kid, it's quite often. Well, definitely when you were a, a small person in the 90s, but it was really common to play act or like make believe in American accents because really? all the coolest movies were American. Yeah, you weren't gonna play like some sort of like action role playing game with like the girl across the street who may or may not have been called Amanda Hudson, you know, with like <laughs> with, with an Australian, Australian dialects. You can't. You can't scream at someone to get on the ground. You know, you've got to scream at someone to get on the ground. And then it's kind of got that authority and it's more proper. 
Um, <laughs> when I was traveling through the United Kingdom to see this musician, her name's Tori Amos, and when I had gone, followed her on tour in 2005. Uh, yeah. You may have heard of her. Yes. She was very popular in the 90s. Rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, rings a bell. Um, she has a lot of Molly. She has some club hits, some bangers. Yes. Um, oh, of course. Tori yes, Amos. Tori Amos. <laughs> okay, so I had seen her in Wolverhampton, which um, mm. was my first time in Wolverhampton or Wolves, as we call it. It's in England. And we stayed, me and Dor and my friend John, we stayed at this sort of bed and breakfast slash halfway house, which was very strange, oh. slash hotel. We thought we were renting a hotel, but it seemed to be like a halfway house as well. But we were downstairs for breakfast and there were these three like 14 year olds. They were mm-hmm. like street toughs. You know, you could what? tell that they were toughs. Yeah. <laughs> And they were, yeah, they were sitting there. We were all having our English breakfast. So there's these three 14-year-olds, like, across the dining room. And me and John and Dora are just sitting there eating. And they're, we're all – the news is on. And something mm-hmm. terrible happened in America. I don't recall what. Just another day. Yeah. But <laughs> they were like, look at that. And they started imitating the American accents. I don't know if they were making fun of us necessarily. They could have been. But they were imitating the news. And they were like – Oh, like totally. Everything's like totally fine. Everything's yeah, totally cool. And is that it's what you like guys do? Guy, yeah, it's definitely what we do. It's like the guy smiley effect. So everyone sounds like guy smiley the Muppet a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I went, I went to drama school, and at drama school they teach you unless you're doing like the Laramie Project or something really, really specific that needs like, you know, a really specific dialect happening. You get taught to do what's called a general American accent. I want to hear it. I want to hear it right now. So, so it's kind of like this, where there's not too much uh, emphasis on any kind of uh, 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 tightening of the vowel, but you keep everything open and just hit R's incredibly hard. And it's like the most Whoa. bizarre thing in Australian mouse <laughs> to do. But you just, yeah, you hit all the R's incredibly hard. But it kind of, it does come across sometimes as this like whitewashed generic robot American accent sometimes. And you can tell when Australian, I can always tell when Australians are in television shows. <laughs> Just cast your mind, if, if you will, for a second, to Nikki Kidman in um, <laughs> Big Little Lies. There's times where she's like, you kids need to go and get in the car. And you're like, oh, no, no, oh, yeah. that song snuck in there, Nikki. We're <laughs> going to have to take it back to one and you're going to have to hit car. Uh, <laughs> and that shot was a five-minute shot, so we got to start all over again. Right, and we need a wig reset. <laughs> she's, always had a, she's always had a trouble. She's always had trouble, like, keeping it together, though. There, she, you can always find, like, a slip, always. It's so easy to slip out of yeah. an American accent <laughs> into an Australian. Yeah, it's a tough, tough um, thing. I can do one Australian word. No. That's it. That's per- yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Once you've got the three sounds in there. Yeah. <laughs> my friends like my friend does it really well. My friend Maggie. Um, if I can get a recording, I'll dub that in here. No. No. She does it really well. She's like, you have to spell it N A O R. No. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. So silent all these years, which we've pulled today, has really taught us to, to discover our voice, to really pay attention to our dialect specifically. That's um, right. What are your thoughts of this song and how we can let it help us through the day? 
So, I mean, in the new world, in this tank world, tank girl new world that, that we've found ourselves in, I mean, let's have a look at these lyrics, right? It's kind of, we're in a kind of reflective space, which is not uncommon for a Tory song, but she's kind of, I mean, she's talking about personal thought, introspection, and kind of, I'm getting this kind of like, I don't know, in the context of Quarantina, like is Silent All These Years referring to this kind of reduction of all all the minutiae and all the bullshit in our lives and kind of clarifying a kind of true self? Because this is like, if anything, um, on the good days, we've just got to look at this whole situation as an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Because otherwise you're just going to go in completely insane. So Mm -hmm. personally, I'm trying to look at how I can kind of um, I guess iron some kinks out in terms of my own self-care and my own kind of mental health um, in the space, in the new space of COVID-19. Um, and I guess that's kind of what I'm pulling out of the song today, that it's like I'm having some time to think about me in relation to other people and how I can influence that narrative a little bit more Mm -hmm. and i mean it's let's the first kind of verse we're in we're in the house we're in a domestic setting we've been saved again by the garbage truck (laughs) um yeah i feel like it's about reducing all the noise and kind of trying to land on on a true self or um does that even make sense yeah i'm hearing you because right now we are completely i mean sort of we're completely socially silent and we've got absolutely fi- yeah we've got to find our voice again yeah yeah that screen's got lost in a paper cup and definitely communication is so much more important in this space as well you know in terms of there's no face-to-face it is kind of um face-to-screen um or just even written like this i've in the last couple of days have just been sent so much written communication as well which is a lot to mm-hmm. kind of be like okay we're gonna we're gonna write now which is yeah. cool but just different you know yeah you know it's interesting to think and i'm so grateful for it but thank god we invented the internet thank god we have all these digital communicate like yeah girl could you imagine going through this in like the 40s or the 50s like having to be completely socially isolated oh uh, my god yeah. and imagine going through like i like we'd have to in, read uh, we have to read <laughs> and we <laughs> we have to tweet right <laughs> But, like, imagine going through the bubonic plague or, like, an old kind of pandemic when there was a system in place as well and just the overwhelming dread of being like, gee, I've just got this kind of psychic energy from the world that there's millions of people suffering. (laughs) Like, it's kind of – thank God it's there um, as much as, like, Twitter is a panic attack attached to the button for me at the moment. I am glad that it is there. Agreed. I am glad that it's there, and I'm glad, more importantly, that it's there, but I'm glad that I can shut it off at any time. Absolutely. Yeah, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling just stressed out, angry, because this is a a time where you're free to get angry. You don't have to pick up a new skill. You don't have to do it. You can be angry as fuck all you want all day long if that's how you process it. Like, it's... There's no rules. But you tell me to look at these lyrics and what I see, years go by. Will I still be waiting for somebody else to understand? Years go by. If I'm stripped of my... <laughs> years go by. Will I... Yeah, that's what I'm reading. That's what's sticking out. It's years go by. 
It's a vast space of time. Yeah, my sleep schedule is fucked. My sleep schedule is so messed up. How are you coping in that? Are you kind of like, is there an equilibrium in the in the fucked up, or are you kind of? How are you going? For so today, we're recording this Wednesday evening. I for the last probably since like Saturday or Sunday, I've just been like doing twenty four hour chunks of staying awake and then like sleeping for two or three hours. Yeah. And it's all natural. It's not like I'm pushing myself to stay awake or anything like that. Um, mm. But now it's at 6 p.m. and I, I woke up maybe three hours ago <laughs> after like a three-hour nap. And um, I feel like tonight I'll be able to reset myself. I feel like I'll be ready to go to back to bed at like 11 p.m. on Wednesday night. Yeah. And then I'll wake up for work bright and early Thursday. So I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of riding the wave. I'm Yeah. And I feel like my sleep schedule's always been kind of strange. And when I edit, I like to edit in like twenty-hour periods. I like to get it done, yep. you know. So yeah, definitely. So and and you you're a visual artist, so you know, like when you're in the zone, you don't want to break that momentum. You want to like no, yeah. particularly because I do quite detailed portraits as well. So oh, it yeah. does take like there's like a weird thirty-five minute buffer zone that takes me to kind of drop into that really nice um, subconscious working Hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And with editing, it's so, it's all detail. It's with the podcast editing, it's so like, it's the minutia. Yeah. And like exactly. if I'm there and I'm jamming, I don't want to like, I just want to get it done, you know? Yeah, and you it, don't want to break that flow. Yeah. I hear you. <sighs> and you know what, if 25 bucks in a cracker, that's fine. That's you fine. Just, <laughs> that's cool. If that's you've got. got 12 bucks and Thanks. no crackers. That's and no crackers. Fine. Um, I did emerge from my house this uh, on Wednesday for the first time in over two weeks. What was uh, it like? It was horrifying. Yeah, and stress was there a inducing. Revolutionary costume of the day. What was your revolutionary costume? Um, of the I had day? my hoodie up. I had my mask Good. on. I looked like an Good. insane person. Work. Yeah, I went. I had to go to the grocery store. I was out of all food, and I yes. really didn't like. Of course, this is the week that you're supposed to stay completely inside, and of course, it's the week I ran out of food. So because yeah, I've eaten myself silly for the past two weeks. <laughs> so had I known it was going to be this week, I might have stocked up last week. But anyhow, I went and realized how much stress we're all under. Like, and yeah, I it was a slap in. Like everybody in the goddamn grocery store has a mask on, ma'am. Yeah. Except yes. for you, and you're going to talk to me. It was like a slap oh, in the yeah. face. That person will come straight up to you, yeah. and then they will also be the person where spittle flies yeah, of course. directly out of their mouth onto your mask. Of while course. You're like, I will timestamp this moment as when I knew that I had it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, ma'am, you do you not see, see everyone else has a mask on except for you? Put a mask on. I do the right thing lady and like the last time i went to the grocery store which is a little while ago but you could just see it in people's bodies even like with their backs to you looking at like people just they totally look stressed out Mm -hmm. yeah it is it's very stressful and at least you know everybody's kind of respectful keeping their distance a little bit but i'm just shocked like if you if i were to I don't know if I were a different kind of person and I were to walk into a grocery store and see everybody in a mask, I would put on a mask. (laughs) Definitely. I would put on the mask. I was even wearing the mask like a week before everyone like collectively started wearing the mask. Cause I saw stuff from North Korea where I was like, Oh, that's what we're doing. Cool. That's what we're doing. Everyone. Like I just completely didn't give any fucks. Good. Good for you. Michael Carley, our guest yesterday, he, uh, he's been wearing masks for years. He wears them as fashion. So, 
I love it. Yeah. I, I'm assuming we'll be wearing them for years to come. Yeah, I mean, probably. Well, everybody out there listening to us, A, we learned a lot about Tom today. He can do a killer American dialect, standard American. <laughs> can you do standard British? Look, I can do a standard British, but my British always sounds like I'm an extra on the bill. Yeah. And we need to nick someone. It's Rockney! Just get your hands out of your pocket and look at Pretty Dotty sitting on the jetty, drinking Hello. water. Hello, Bob. <laughs> Sounds very Stunning. Cockney to me. I, heard I went into Cockney. I did slide in there. Okay. My friend Coco Kleppinger, um, look her up. She's That's an it. amazing casting director. Uh, Coco Kleppinger, she, uh, she helped cast the movie It and It Too. Anyhow, I'm not name dropping right now. She's also a dialect coach. And she came into my rehearsals pre, pre-quarantine where I'm rehearsing a play and she came in and she's like, listen, and she was talking to teenagers and she's so good. And she was like, it's not all going to be the same. Don't, don't, don't try to make it perfect because think about your lives. Every single person you meet here in this area, every single person talks differently. We all kind of have our own thing. So I thought that was so wise. How good are dialect coaches though? Just as individuals usually anyway, they're just great. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Such a specific job to specialize in, but so excellent. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. No. No. <laughs> no. Hey, do you listen to my favorite podcast? It's called Nympho Wars. Uh, no, I don't. Tell me everything about it right now. Oh my God. It's Macy Rodman and Theta Hamill, two of my yes. favorite, favorite people in the world. And Love. they have this podcast um, called Nymphowars. It's hilarious. I can't really explain it. It's just two girls talking about, two trans girls talking about sex and like life. But I it's, go- yeah, exactly. But it's gone into like radio drama territory, which is, it's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. And in episode uh, season two, there's an episode called The Writer's Room, which you have to listen to because okay. basically what they've learned in the course of doing this podcast is that Macy Rodman is an incredible impressionist. Like they didn't, she just kind of stumbled onto that fact. Oh, so I love that. They have her do voices all the time. And in The Writer's Room, it's basically Theta interviewing a bunch of people to be a writer on the show. And she interviews this guy named Berrigan, who is obviously all these people are played by Macy Rodman. And she's just yeah. doing a ton of accents. And it's hilarious. But she, they interview this guy named Berrigan, who's Australian. <laughs> and like, I want your opinion on that accent. It's hilarious to me. Okay, Nympho Wars. I'm writing it down. Nympho Wars. It. I recommend that to everybody. I recommend if you guys want to take yourself outside of yourself then listen to nympho wars listen to cha-cha heels with pete zayas he's Mm -hmm. hysterical cha-cha heels and nympho wars and what else oh and then i've been listening to all the challenge podcasts i've been listening to cool comfort pod with linda james for that asmr kind of (sighs) relaxation vibes which i kind of love and can i just recommend to everyone listening betty grumble b-e-double-t-y grumble g-r-u-m-b-l-e is a afab sydney queen who is doing morning morning aerobic sessions on facebook Mm -hmm. and can i just say they're an absolute joy and they're definitely saving me um in the apocalypse and is probably my only constant at the moment and yeah so definitely check out betty grumble's morning disco aerobics i love it really excellent i love it yeah you got to get your body ready for the apocalypse you've got to keep (laughs) it going (laughs) the only thing left eh? yeah i'm getting my body ready for the food apocalypse (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, same. I was about to say, like, eating, like, that half a chocolate cake last night. Just yeah. <laughs> getting ready. No Nothing. judgment. No shame. <laughs> Tom, thank you for being on our show. Um, it's always a joy to have you. We should have you on very often. So we'll have yes, you on I again. Yes, I love that. Okay, Thanks good. so much, you. Thanks. Bye. Have a, have a good time in Australia. Thanks. You have a good time in America, and everyone okay. have a great bloody day. 25, cracker, 25 bucks in a cracker, that's enough. Find your voice, even if your voice is listening to new voices. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Falling 
It's your turn now to stand where I stand. Everybody looking at you. Hit the cold of my hand. Yeah, I can hear them. But what if I'm a mermaid in these jeans of yours with her leaves still on an apron? I don't care. Cause sometimes I. Sometimes I hear my voice I hear my voice I hear my voice And it's Isolation, as I swear, you're the alonest I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs>